Our next speaker for the day is Robert Williams, who's from Objective Experience. Uh, Robert's going to be talking to us about how to improve the way um, research is delivered, um, in particular the use of stories. Um, please join me in welcoming Robert to the stage. Hello. Thanks. Thanks. Is that working okay? That is working okay. Um, I've requested the tech team, uh, whenever I say empathy, I'm going to get sparkles on my face. <laughs> or if that doesn't work, if you all could just do this when I say empathy, that'd be amazing, crowd engagement. Hi everybody, how good is it actually being together in the room? Um, because for me, uh, a little bit about myself before we actually dive into my presentation, I realised I need this thing, is I work remotely. And I'm sure you all do too, or most of you do anyway. So I've been w working remotely for a long time. Um, I'm one of those sickos who loves public speaking, so being up here is a delight for me. Rather than seeing you all in two dimensions on Zoom, it's much better. Sorry for those people who are actually at home watching on Zoom. Um, because I'm a researcher, I'm gonna take a little personal note first and ask a bit of a crowd question. Um, so everything I've heard through this conference has these really lovely themes about discovery and ways of working and the flexibility of what we actually do as a job and as a role and execution and how bin chickens combine with with research depositories combine with ways of working and frameworks and there's really lovely trends around it not once i don't think have i heard the word chat gpt <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested in this i just want a little bit of crowd surf who, and I realise we've probably got a lot of different representations from different industries, different scales. Uh, Naomi was talking about quite a large scale in terms of her organisation. My organisation is about 20 people internationally all working remotely. Who is integrating right now, or at least considering integrating, ChatGPT into your process? Hands up. Just as a really quick crowd surf. Right, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I, I think back to, I think to democratisation of design. I think when it comes to research, repositories, what that means to that data, the truth of what it actually means to what that data actually represents in terms of the stories you need to tell. But there is there's a consistent theme here that I'd like to crack open, that everything of all this combined together really leads to, and that's research reports. That is that pivotal moment in time, and I'm sure we're all used to it, which is we've got all our love and our passion and our pride and our joy in a deck and we give it to the client and it's that moment right it's that it's a terrifying moment or a really lovely moment where we hand that across we hand all that passion all that analysis all those insights across to the client and it's that moment in time that is really crucial i've been in ux for a few decades quite a long time i was a graphic designer before that and i've seen a lot and look i'm not i'm not innocent of this either i'm guilty of many of the things i'm going to talk about what i'm going to talk about today is is not a framework it's not a model it's a way of thinking it's considerations to yourself that the next time you're going through a research project or you're on the receiving end of a research project maybe there are some clients here how do we actually utilize that how do we manipulate it how do we actually make it valuable because i've i've, I've seen trends and i'll give you a war story in a second in terms of what i'm seeing and i thought to myself if i'm going to bring something to you good people what's going to be really valuable what's going to be really a complementary to your way of working and i'll give you a war story first so we were delivering a very large piece of research to woolies x Mixed methodology, one-on-one -on -one interviews, contextual inquiries, remember those? Contextual inquiries being in front of people. <laughs> Surveys, homework studies, internal workshops, it's all there, like a really big piece, of big piece of work. That report was over 100 pages long. 
Now, the key there is it was over Zoom. There was a Zoom delivered report. Thanks, COVID. Zoom delivered report. And when I delivered that report, and I've been delivering a lot of reports in my lifetime, when I delivered that report, there are a lot of new people in the room. I could see the project faces there that I've been working with over the last few months. I could see the guidance, people who understood what we do. There are a lot of new faces in that room, i.e. stakeholders, the C-suite, the exec suite. I don't even know if the, maybe the CEO of all this was in the room at the time. And the analogy I give was this, it felt like and I didn't realize this at the time, it felt like I was rolling this massive boulder into the room and say, yeah, here's my, here's my big thing that I'm going to show you. And I got a little pick and hammer and I was chipping away at it, chipping away at it, chipping away at stone, little flakes kind of falling everywhere. Two hours on Zoom going through this massive deck. With all my experience, I think it's the only report I've ever had where I sweated. I literally had beads of sweat on my forehead because I realized at a certain point in time, they're not getting it. Not correction. They probably get in it, but it's so much there. It's overwhelming. It's so much to take on board. And they're trying to link the value in terms of what I've done. Yeah, there are people in that audience who got it because they've been part of the journey, but those who need to hear it is all brand new to them. And they didn't live in our world. They didn't really understand the process. They want to see something that was valuable and tangible to them. And so <laughs> here's that boulder for you. Good luck with that. So what I'm going to talk about today is essentially that moment in time, the Passover of our data, the Passover of our research, what our world means to our clients. Now, this is not taken away from clients because that is scalable. We all come from different scales in what we actually do in our organizations, from small to large. This is not creating uh, an image that uh, clients are unintelligible or can't conduct executive thinking. It's not that at all. It's just an overall way of thinking, how can we actually do our reporting better? And why traditional decks or slides make our research undervalued? Now, I've, I've learned a long time, and I'm, I think some of you, I've been speaking with some of you, have a, a view on this which is whenever you attend a talk or a presentation or you're in a class, I think it's 10%. You take away a tiny little minuscule of that. I want you to take at least one thing away from what I take today and think to yourself, how can I complement this in my work and what I do, and particularly when it comes to my delivery, take at least one thing away. So this is about this moment. We've, we've heard a lot through these last couple of days about the briefing process, obviously the research process, the findings process, that there is a moment where it's delivery. But it's thinking beyond that. It's thinking beyond that point in time. This is all about people. This is about empowering people. And as we all know, as researchers, people aren't just research participants. People are our clients. People are ourselves. People all have a voice and a need. People require something and that is universal to all of us. How might, oh, I've got a screen there, that's handy. How might we actually utilize that knowledge of people to wear multiple hats, which is what we do, to appeal to everybody who needs to hear that value? At that moment of delivery, but in particular, the strategic element of this is what follows and how to consider what comes next. So what we do is instead of bringing that boulder in the room and saying, here's your bit of granite, is give them something that's valuable and tangible and actually has results. So you know the drill, and this is a light-hearted view. That 60-page presentation on Zoom, two-dimensional, if you're lucky, face-to-face. -face. Yay, here we are face-to-face -face once again. If you're lucky, face-to-face. -face. We all know what it's like to deliver that. 
potentially those bored expressionless faces where people just kind of drifting off and hopefully I will retain your attention through this presentation that maybe you don't get questions at the end and again I'm guilty of this I've done this many times there's no question at the end you think to yourself yay I've done my job I've succeeded I've conducted that research I've delivered it there's no questions they get it maybe it's because they don't really get it and they don't know the questions to ask they don't know how to make it relevant they don't know how to pick up what you've delivered to them and we all know the language we all know what it means and we're trying to create recommendations we're bringing forward those insights we're showing them user journeys and personas and there's all these design artifacts they might understand that in terms of the words and recommendations but what what do i do with this what do i do with this thing you've actually given me how do i carry this forward there's been some mentions today i think in regards to or yesterday in regards to ux maturity you often think about clients in terms of how much UX maturity they have, which essentially how much understanding they have of our world. Now, the ideal scenario is you've got a client which is highly mature in the UX space. Maybe some of you work in that space where you're working with teams who really understand what you do. They understand what you deliver. They understand those patterns. They understand what insights is. They're using a design repository to actually access data that they pull out themselves and remove those barriers. Amazing. Maybe you're working with, and I know this as a consultant, I work across many different businesses from high X maturity to those who have never touched before. Maybe they're using Google Analytics, so we're doing customer user-centered research, but maybe they just have, they need an education in terms of what that actually is. And so they've got questions. They need some hand-holding and they need to understand what those next steps are. Broadly speaking, again, it's different for everybody, clients don't live in our world. We get it. We know what an insight is. We know what a recommendation is. We know what voice of the customer is. We know the difference between qualitative and quantitative, behavioral and attitudinal. We understand these mixed methodologies. We understand, we're the kind of masters of research. We understand these. This is our world. It's not the client's world. Wear that hat and don't expect clients to just get it, particularly when it comes to delivery. And we can talk about systems thinking, experience design, service design. We could talk about UX and creative intelligence. But do they understand it? As versus that presentation report you've just delivered, how much has intrinsic value? Oh, that went forward rather than backwards. Let's go that way. Think about it when you last delivered a research report and you're explaining your world to them. We're explaining what it means from us to you, it's, a, it's like a gift. But they're trying to figure out how can I make this valuable to me? As a client, how is this valuable to me? What do I do next with this? And I don't think I included a slide in here, but I wonder how many of you have actually gone back to, and this is again from a consultancy world where we can be in and out with clients, not necessarily embedded with a client or embedded with an organization. Have you gone back to that organization and asked, what did you do with that report? Because I know, and I wonder if some of you have seen it, where you've, you've, you're, you're joined a new organization, you've started a project with a new organization, you ask, what data do you have now? What research have you conducted? And all too often I've heard, yeah, we conducted some research two years ago. Oh, what did you do with it? What did it become? Oh, it's gathering dust stuff on the wall over there, or it's in old Johnny's email. Or we, the actual actions on are quite limited, unless you're in an organization, high X maturity with those processes in place. That's what it's valuable. They're thinking, they very generally, how do I make this useful? How do I then channel this through? And I'll get to this point soon. It's about people. 
It's about the people in the organization. Maybe you're delivering to the UX team in that organization. Fantastic, right? Is it the UX team who need to hear it? Is it the UX team who need to funnel that through into action? Is it the UX team that had the capability to make it tangible and valuable is the question I'd be asking myself. Do they have, and maybe it's through certain unraveling of tensions with the organization, do they have the means to make it valuable? This is the question I'd be asking myself. So the road with research is long, okay? And your amazing presentation, fireworks, cat gifts, humor, facts, evidence, recommendations, but they still need to interpret those truth facts. They still need to understand what those, apologies to any vegetarians in the room, what those moments of truth actually mean. I mean, we see them as truth nuggets. We see them as chicken nuggets, nicely deep and fried. We know, we know they're filled with chicken with a crisp outer, but the client might not see it that way. The client might think, what the, it's a what? A truth nugget? It's, it could seem confusing. And this is, this is a very brash analogy in terms of the difference between one and the other, but how they translate it because they're not part of our world. Okay? They may understand it from the vocabulary, from the narrative you use, from the way you've presented it. You might be showing them user journeys, you might be showing those design artifacts, but ultimately, are they really understanding its value and its worth? How do I integrate this into Agile? The shit, the report says our customers hate us. Was this valuable to this research? We kind of know that, but you know, what's it actually doing for us? They're trying to figure it out. The report's great, but so what? How do we use this information? And again, guilty as charged, okay? Have done it, have been there many, many times. We've delivered a research report and that's it. That's a delivery. And you might have those conversations. Hey, how would you like this PDF receipt? Do you want to buy email? Do I present it in person? Would you like me to print it out? God forbid you print, you're putting user journeys in a keynote. How you deliver it is often where it ends. And do we do all of this now is the question you're leaving with. Again, depending upon the scale. Are you rolling in a boulder or is it an executive summary? And even both of those confusing. An executive summary, how do we act that? How do we act on that? How do we create value? That's a magnificent communication piece. But does it actually hold the value to what we need to do? Because guess what? That's what they brought us in for. They need tangible results. Not always, maybe it's a discovery piece, maybe it's purely foundational, and that's amazing. But ultimately, it's about product, it's about service, it's about improving the system, it's about that, about that engagement, it's about lifting their, their scores with customers. They need to make it tangible in what they're using this information for, and ultimately, do they get it? So here's, here's a little my light bulb moment I had, again, when I was thinking of what to talk to you about, is stop thinking our process is theirs. There's this, there's this point in time where, like I was saying, we go through our process and we love what I do. I love what I do, by the way, and I hope you're all the same. We love what we do, we implement the methodologies, we conduct the research, we, we dive into the data and we swim around and we emerge these beautiful insights. But the process of the client is their own. It's not ours. There is this moment in time where it separates into their world and that's partially our expectation that they, you want them to marry to our world and it just flows through. Well, it doesn't because it becomes part of the client's world. The challenge here is how to bring what we do and integrate it into the client's world. Integrate it so the communication flows through like water through a river, like water down stones. Obviously, and you've all heard this word, it depends. And I want to put this in here because this is not, a, this is not some kind of LinkedIn study where I'm standing up here preaching, this is how it is now. 
This is, this is what you need to do. It all depends. There's so many dependabilities. People, processes, organization, structure, scale, you as, you as an individual, your team, the project itself, the participants, the data. There's so many dependabilities in terms of what that actually means. But there's a few core principles here which is what I want to talk to you about. And where are you actually coming from? Are you a consultant like myself? Are you in-house? Are you a freelancer? Are you a brand advocate? It all depends what the shape of this actually looks like for that transference of information. But the key point I want to make is often there is a report. And it's the report is the thing that I want to shake up in terms of the delivery of what we do and the communication between parties. Oh, wrong button again. Every client is unique. KPIs, their milestones, their needs, the people around them, and what they do with the information you give them. Key point of this today is this is about people. This is about lots of people, potentially, who need the outcomes of what you're doing and they need it translated into their terms. An executive might just have a series of KPIs they're actually delivering to. A product team might need the interactions and the findings you've got from that interaction testing directly into their product. They might need wireframes. They might need a prototype. They might need voice of the customer. They might need tone of voice. They might need many different things. So that goes back to my Woolies example. When I rolled that research report into the room and I saw dozens of different people in that room, part of my sweat was, how do I cater to the individual and make sure this has got value to them? As versus leaving that report and letting them figure it out. That's not very valuable. To me, that lessens the value. To the client, it's probably an amazing piece of work, but they're looking at thinking, how do we actually move this into our process? Because the process is mine, not theirs. How do I actually recognize individual roles in the organization to make sure it sticks and make sure it's got those tangible outcomes. As I said earlier, you're not the customer. This is the way to think about this. On going through our processes and delivering our, our project in a nice, neat deck in a report to a client, is that really considering the customer, the customer being the client? What does the client need? Let's call them the customer. What does the customer need? How do they want to receive it? How do they want to interact with it? How do they want to understand what you're going to deliver to them? What is their understanding of it? Putting themselves in their shoes, even just for a moment, will help understand that shift between worlds, between ours and theirs. You are not the customer. And that's what I've taught myself to think. Right from the get-go, when I first start working with a client, it's on the front of my mind. How are we going to deliver this project at the end? What are the processes we're going to take through the project and how are we going to deliver it based upon their needs? I'm already asking the question right up front at kickoff about their world. And this is stakeholder research. We had a lovely conversation yesterday in regards to stakeholder research and the questions can be different for stakeholders. This is part of the questioning. What is your process? How are we going to use this report? What can I do to help you understand this better and make it intrinsically valuable? Make sure it actually sticks. Keep my thumb this. So, what can I do? What are some steps I can take? The first thing I do is workshops, not presentations, not a deck. Now, I'm not saying don't do decks. Don't get me wrong. Do a deck. It's a great summary. Executive reports, 100 pages. It is a fantastic summary of everything we do. It's traditional. Even though we work in an industry which is always flexing and changing, and we're hearing this through this whole 
whole uh, conference. We're hearing this, different ways of working. We're, we're still quite a young industry. There are many ways of working. We're not in, a, in an industry where we're hearing people stand up here reiterating what we've known for the last decade. There are new ways of working, new approaches. But workshops and presentations is kind of natural to what we do. For me, I always start a project with a good solid kickoff. Discovery, deep diving, understanding who they believe their customers are, what data do they have, what frameworks are they using, what works for them right up front. Not that that necessarily impacts the work, don't get me wrong. In terms of the research itself, in terms of the design process, in terms of what we do, yes, that's our world. That really shouldn't change. It's about how do we marry the outcomes over here with where we actually start. And what is the expectations? Even small things such as um, uh, points of contact. Points of contact are really important to me. Who should be the points of contact through a project? So there's this growing understanding of our process as we go through the project. So when we come out to the other side, we've increased that. We've increased that, that trickle of knowledge to people within the organization. So when we get to that point of delivery, they already have this increased maturity, okay? So how often, I wonder how often some of you have seen that where you've, you've come to a presentation point and there's lots of new faces in the room you don't know who they actually are because people want to hear it. Because the research report, again, is this moment in time. We're all excited about the research report. Everyone come together. Tanya's gonna to speak to us about this report and it's gonna be amazing. Everyone, everyone come, everyone come and watch. Everyone attend, jump on the Zoom call or squash in this room. You'll always get a lot of new people in the room who want to hear these golden nuggets of truth. So teaching, educating, aligning, collaborating, showing, demonstrating. It's all the ways to actually achieve the brooch between what we do and our client. It's not arrogance, we're not, we're not an arrogant role. We're not, there was a, what's the word that was used earlier? Um, like in terms of gatekeeping, for example, it's not an arrogant role and that is not who we represent. It's not really in us to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this research and I'm not gonna show you until the end. I'm gonna do it over here. No, you can't see it yet. And they go, yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's just not what we do, okay? So collaboration through a process is really important to, our, to what we actually do as part of our teaching, education, and alignment. Because often this is how our clients feel. They've done a little bit of YouTubing, they've looked around, they've, they've discovered this UX thing, and somebody in the organization says, yes, we need to do some UX. They're like, yay, have a look at this YouTube video. Can be really overwhelming. Okay? Take somebody who's never been exposed to what we do and plop them in this room, listen to a lot of what we've been talking about, and have them make value, make it tangible. This is how they might feel, okay? Maybe some of the juniors in the room that are joining us. So strategic artifacts. A report is often not just a report. It's not just a deck full of words, okay? And often when I speak to my staff, it's about how many words they've actually got in a report, because that in itself can be really overwhelming. What is the power of artifacts? Strategic artifacts, personas, user journeys, empathy maps, service diagrams, systems maps, etc. Those are power. Those are artifacts to be used. Though, to my point, do your clients get it? Have you ever put up a great, and I remember back in the day when everything was really tangible, especially presentations, and I've put up masses of user journeys up on the wall. There was a really lovely piece I had, I had recently, um, Langton's Wines, and they did a research, um, research project 
was on understanding their customers better in terms of their luxury experiences. We created these massive user journeys, way too big for a Zoom call, way too big for a deck. So I made sure we got them all together in a room and it was spread around the room, great big tangible reports. Our pride up on the line, everything we love doing, beautiful big graphics and pictures. The people in the room were all the execs. Essentially, it was like a, it was an exec yearly gathering. <laughs> and it was amazing for those who got it. But imagine, put that hat on as a client, that you've walked into the space and you've seen all these beautiful images and artifacts, and you get a walkthrough of all that information. But is it valuable to you? Is it tangible? I love that, I love that project. I love the delivery of it. But even to this day, I wonder how tangible were the outcomes of that project. All that work that had gone through to it. Up on the wall, lights, shining, sparkles, empathy. Woo! Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> All that empathy coming through for customers, but how much was actually tangible in what we're actually showing? And no, your user journey is not a website. I'm happy to argue that with you. There's a lot to declare, a lot to show in our artifacts. There is a lot of relationships in what we show in our artifacts that clients will understand because this is their user journey. When it comes to user journey specifically, in terms of the purchase flow, maybe it's from a customer who's searching for a product, who's looking at reviews, who goes to the website, who ultimately makes the purchase and gets it delivered, okay? They understand those intrinsic parts to it. And that is what we need to latch to. In terms of the delivery, it's not a report. It's not a deck. It's much more tangible. And I'm not promoting user artifacts here or design artifacts. I'm just saying we have tools that you have access to to improve the way we communicate our research. How are we going for time? All good. Improve the way we communicate our research. Rather than those customer insights, and how might we? What? An insight? How, how might we what? We get it, we understand it, but again, we're in the different hat. Maybe this is confusing language. Where is, where is a, a representative of inclusivity? Inclusive design, inclusive terminology. It's not quite on par with that, but in terms of understanding your audience and their needs, inclusion with what we do to them is important. Data analysis is in post notes and N equals five. Why five? <laughs> Is that preach? Is that something we've all heard? <laughs> Why five? Well, Nielsen Norman Group said it, so it must be right. Go on to YouTube and have a look at that video, and that'll make sense to you. <laughs> what? Why five? Do we even need to mention that? Recommendations? I love your recommendations, they're spectacular. But how do they align with what I do? How do I put that in Agile? How do I put that in Sigma 6? How do I put that in my waterfall? How do I find the budget for that? How do I find technology? How do I find feasibility? How do I make it integrate? We don't have the people to do that. Less I, okay. Outcomes need to be tangible results, okay. Like I said at the start, this is all just thinking about it. I'm not going to give you frameworks. I'm not going to tell you how to do this. Is really the thinking around how to make it tangible because tangible results need to be part of your client's world. Again, this is the small revelation I've been having over the last number of years that tangibility and value is more important than the research report itself or how do they use the research report in their organization? This is part of strategic research delivery. Often I get asked, Rob, what's, what's strategy? <laughs> what, is, what is strategy in research and design? This is part of it. 
This is ensuring that there's a flow-on effect to everything we do, that it all leads to outcomes, that it's measurable, that it's scalable, that part of strategy is this, is bringing it to a client and making sure they understand it, and then what's next? What are you going to do with this? It's your role to show them the path and put them on that role. I don't see it as our role to put them on the path and send them on their way. There's your research report. Good luck with that. Go with them. Go with them down that road and show the next steps. The report's back there and that's great. Now I've got that understanding, what's next for them? Understanding their organization, their processes, the people and how they're going to embed your knowledge is so important because everyone's waiting for the moment. The moment which is the report, which is a fixed point in time. And yes, it is, it's a fixed point in time. All our work, be it a one month project, three months, six months, a year is leading to that time. Not in every instance, obviously. It's what happens beyond it. It's understanding that it goes on. Thinking of research like water, it's a pool of data. It's a pool of information that flows. It doesn't stop like a dam, and even a dam has plugs that allow the water to go on, allows it to create. We pull this water down into a funnel and we bring the client to that point. Mixed methodology research comes in, and stops, and the report comes out. The water wants to flow. I know, I know I'm getting a little airy-fairy here, bear with me. The water wants to flow on, it wants to move, it wants to become. We don't want the client to be taking a cup and skipping that out and trying to understand what to now to do with it. We want it to flow through. Hope you like my diagram. Boop. Unleash it and let it flow. Now that's us. If I'll go back a few slides in terms of our role and our responsibility, that should be up to us. Take off the responsibility on the client. Again, scales of maturity when it comes to UX. Take it out of their realm and bring it into your responsibility to show them what's actually next by letting the water flow through. Tangibility of what you're delivering equals understanding. And ideally that's potentially the form of workshop, working with them to understand, not just presenting to them and taking questions at the end, working with them so it makes it tangible. So you're asking the questions of stakeholders in the room. There's IT. If there's the executives, if there's design, if there's research, if there's product, if there's marketing, if there's sales, if they're all in the room, they can be working with you to make it tangible. You've got the tools, right? Workshops, post-it notes, ideation, six-ups, one-ups, whatever that she is, brainstorming. Immediate understanding equals immediate impact. How the research is going to be utilized in their solutions. You're not just leaving it with them. You're working with them to say, how might you use this? So when the client says to you, that statement, Rob, that voice of the customer, that how might we, tell me more about that and then let's brainstorm it. And that's just one snapshot example. How do you make it tangible in the world against their product, against their service, against their system, against their sales projections, whatever it actually is. Making it tangible makes it measurable. Makes it measurable. Clients love that. How is this going to give me return on investment? How are we going to improve our customer service score? How are we going to make a much more beautiful digital product to put out in the world? Well, let's do that together based upon the research I'm bringing you. I'm even going to touch on, touch on Naomi's point, which is a, you know, the design repository, bringing that forward, bringing that into the room. Here is an aggregation of all our data in a world that you understand, because it's a tool you've got, and bringing that into the workshop rather than the report. That's powerful, because that's right in, it's not our world, that's their world, and it makes sense to them. This is you, okay? This is potentially all of you. The report isn't the hero, you are. What you say and do. You are the hero, not the report. You are the reporter. And that's the way I'd like you to think. 
okay? That you have the power to bring this to your audience, to bring this to your clients and make it useful and tangible. And the potential outcomes of then actually seeing something in the marketplace rather than sitting in that email from two years ago that never got traction, much more possible. Everyone's gonna need an impact. You're not talking to one role. Make sure it flows through with everybody. Even if they're not visible, request it. Who needs to be at the presentation, at the <laughs> workshop? Who needs to be there? Who needs to hear it? Like I was coming back to, like I was saying earlier, in terms of who needs to understand the whole process? Who needs to be there so the impact on the organization flows through? And actually has a tangible result. You've already got these tools. Like I was saying at the start, a lot of our processes are not new. Just Steve, I'm gonna just do a time check. How am I going? All good? 17, outstanding, I can slow down, I was going faster. 12, okay. <laughs> I'll be finished by then. So you've already got these tools. This is nothing new to you. This is what I, when I thought about talking to you about this, it's nothing new. This is what we do and we do quite naturally. It's not disrupting the cool stuff that we do right in the middle, which is research and design. It's all the, the kickoffs and research objectives, the methodologies, the execution. Is it remote? Is it physical? Blah, blah, blah. All that happens like normal. It's really just at that moment in time where we pass it on. So what's important? Preparing your client with expectations. Who needs to be there? Who should be there? And who needs to be there? That's us ensuring the message is heard. That's not us relying upon the voice of the client to pass it on. Really quick, short story. I delivered a, uh, a quite large research report to a fairly large sporting organization. It was user journeys, it was insights, it was traveling the country, gathering this data as a big piece. And that organization was adamant that they were going to communicate it internally. They were going to pick up our user journey maps and communicate it internally. They were going to lift it up and move it on. And their UX maturity was ooh, way down here somewhere. You can imagine what might happen. What did happen? Questions, queries, doubts, concerns. Where did this come from? What does it mean? How do we use it? We spent what? Because we let them carry the load rather than us carrying the load into the organization. Preparing your delivery for tangible outcomes. I'm not saying don't do a deck. I'm not saying that but preparing your delivery based upon the project, the outcomes, the client, their need, who they are, who needs to be there, what will that delivery look like? And that can be an internal conversation. How much is it gonna cost? What time do we need to prepare? How long is it gonna take? That, those questions will come up. What is, the, what is the process you work within? Are you a consultant? Are you in business? But what does your preparation look to make sure it's tangible? How are you going to prepare what you do in delivery? Your presentation is a work shop not just a deck. It's an opportunity to make it tangible, not just delivery. Again, not saying don't do it. For me, research presentations aren't just a deck. They're an opportunity to bring value. They're, they're a communication tool, like a empathy map, like a user journey, like a systems diagram. They're a way to communicate what's next, and I'm going to walk with you in terms of what's next. Tooltip, use their process. What is their process? We've got our process, what is their process? There are many different processes, organizations working. And either tangible processes, such as Double Diamond, or people processes, such as Scrum, or um, Tribes. How do they work 
that when we go back a step, ooh, a couple of steps, ooh, three steps, anyway, prepare preparation in terms of what are you going to deliver, how are you going to work in their world? And maybe it is something you're really familiar with, fantastic. So in terms of the stages, the delivery and output and how they work, maybe we can integrate, integrate directly in it. Using design thinking, thanks, audio to provide strategic value as an output. Desirability, viability, feasibility. Maybe that's how it needs to be communicated. These are just ideas, rather than just a deck that's full of insights, rather than just the design artifacts themselves. Treating delivery like kickoff. I want to quickly snapshot this one, just as one example. This is a piece of work I was doing with Bupa. We never, this is a long project. I think we were there for six, seven months. We never wrote a report. There's no reporting. There's no conducting work and then stopping for a number of days to create a report based on what we're doing. It was continuous delivery. And hopefully some of, you, some of you are used to this kind of environment where all the work we're doing was constantly going up on the wall. All the insights, all the voice of the customer, all the changes to the prototype, everything we tested was constantly going up on the wall and as a conversation point. It allowed the organization to integrate it into their process because, well, we're in their world for starters but they could see it, it was tangible, and we could bring stakeholders to that space, depending upon what they actually need. Tooltip, bringing research, ideation, and strategy together is really what it's about. The research which we conduct, the insights we find, that information, the golden nuggets of truth, coming together with ideation with the organization so they can use it, and they can manipulate it, and they can squeeze it how they actually need to, depending on who they actually are, and that leads them to their strategy which is how do I implement this? How do I bring my return on investment? How do I make this tactical? They actually get to use it. Oh, I think this is the last slide. Final tip, like I said, you are the reporter. Do a, do a side with an emphasis on that moment in time, which is the report as a deliverable. And then you walk away, you clink champagnes, you will high five, instead let that flow through continue on. Now, even as a consultant, that doesn't mean you're with the client for their long journey. You're just setting them up on the road for success into their next step. That concludes my presentation. I always say it's hard to actually finish a presentation. It can be, but I'm just going to go straight to questions. Thank <laughs> you very much. I'm going to come over this side. I'm, I'm curious, uh, you made a comment um, in the middle there about treating uh, delivery as the, the beginning of a, a journey and a journey with the, um, with the client, you, you are an external agent. What, is, like, what are the opportunities for you as they pick up that research and begin the, the next part of that process? What, what are the opportunities for you to continue that with them? Yeah. That, that's a good question, because that can come down to what you're communicating. What is it you're actually delivering? And I'll start with an insight. So what's an insight? Insight is power. An insight is an outcome of potential mixed methodologies of research, maybe an aggregation, a lot of different forms, into that one nice, neat, how might we statement. Working with a client, does that have tangible results where they can implement it right now? Maybe I'm working with the clients and they say, oh yes, we can ideate something to that right now. We can define our product. We can add features based upon what that is because we've got you, Rob, standing right next to us to explain what that actually means. Or is there not the capability there yet? Do they need to understand more? Is that opportunity for further research? Can we do more in this space? And then that's a conversation. 
of what actually comes next. And again, depends. Depends what that actually says. What does it mean? And obviously going full circle too, what was the research objective at the start? Have, you actually, have we answered that objective or have we just opened up the can of worms to lead to more? I, I imagine like that's the kind of framing for that delivery workshop then. You know, like what were we trying to find out in the first place and let's work together to determine like how well have we actually answered those questions. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go back to... Um, uh, the presentation yesterday on the, my apologies, I forget the name of the framework, the MAL, when it came to the MAL, and I was looking at the MAL. Laura and Brendan from Future Friendly. Future Friendly, the Future Friendly team. And they showed us an amazing, I love that process they took, which was measurable or scalable, or was implementable. And the question I wanted to ask them was the outliers. What else comes through that? Because that was a really good process from objectives to definition and delivery. What else comes of that that is the wild cards, the extra opportunities? And so the extra opportunities, especially from a strategic point of view, is how do we use that? What can that become? Is that actually even more powerful than what we discovered over here? It is what we actually found out. Let's us take that road and lead them by the hand and show them what's possible. Maybe we haven't delivered strategic artifacts at all. Maybe that is the next step. Maybe that hasn't actually uncovered the journey of the customer. Maybe it's insights themselves. Possibility, possibility, possibility comes of it. But the key of this is it needs us to show them that and introduce them, whether it's us or not or somebody else, but to show them what is actually possible with their thinking. Um, as an agency, do you work on design as well? So like, do you undertake the design project? So there's an opportunity for you to like more concretely continue that journey with them, right? Yeah, so objective experience. This is my conversation, this is my presentation, but I am, I am representing objective experience. We're a research and design company. Our strength is research. Our strength is mixed methodology. Something I pride myself on is we don't come with a framework. We don't come with a model. If I come to a client, we're not saying to the client, this is the model we work to and we expect you to work to it. I'm working with the client to understand what is the right framework, what is the right approach. And therefore, we can make our research unique in every instance. Obviously, it's mostly remote. Um, uh, when it comes to design, it's not our superpower. But as a consultancy, we bring people in and out of our organization. I've got a graphic design past. I've been doing UX for a long time. So I'm one of the graphic designers. We've got a team in Singapore with graphic design. And even as a side, um, we're international. So we're here in, in Australia, we're in Singapore, we're in Malaysia, and we can bring resources in and out as needed. So when it comes to design, um, we have the capability, but really research is the point in and research and strategy in terms of what clients need is our strength and we're all remote so it's really actually interesting that a lot of work we do which is remote is an appeal to our clients because a lot of our clients are remote we're about to pick up a piece of work which is a big strong internal stakeholder piece of research and we're like yeah let me get in a room with you let me bring it no remote <laughs> we're happy to conduct it all remote yeah so there's still a trend that's coming through in terms of remote ways of working yeah i think the um the, the strength of that mixed approach, so having a design capability, and there, you know, there are pros and cons to it, um, but having a design capability, I find at least, allows for, um, because you know what the design requires to, like from an insight, it allows you to frame those insights in a way that's more actionable, I, I, I find anyway. Yes, I completely agree. If and there's somebody, maybe somebody in the same room where you don't have the design capability 
then how do you answer the question of what they need in terms of the solution, what that needs in terms of design? And that really comes back to this. If you don't have the capability, how might you take your research insights and bring it to the client in the assumption they have design capability to ideate, to brainstorm, to wireframe alongside your client? That's one avenue I take. How do we bring your organizational capability into what we're delivering so you understand it, even stretching that further, so you understand it really well when the when the client does get the design capability to create functional wireframes, for example. People, all the people in the mix and what they've actually got. I think that's a good spot to leave it. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank you.